This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get into the slate from today's baseball action, and let's start with the Brewers and the Dodgers. We have Clayton Kershaw going against Wade Miley here, and because of that, Dodgers' big favorites, minus 165, total of eight runs. Clayton Kershaw is getting a little older, but you don't see it when it comes to his numbers. Five mm-hmm. and two this year with a 2.53 ERA. Meanwhile, Wade Miley, two, uh, three and one this year with a 2.31 ERA. He is not a power pitcher. He's a veteran as well, who maybe is a little craftier, but doesn't have the stuff. Jenks, what do you think the angle here is? Do you think it's just Dodgers, or do you think there's something else at play? Let's go Brewers money line plus 140. That's what I do. I know you don't want to bet against the Dodgers and Kershaw has been awesome, but here's the thing I saw this morning when I was doing a little bit of research here that stood out to me is that the Dodgers really, really struggle against left-handed hitting. You would not believe this. They're batting below the Mendoza line as a team this season against left-handers. And certainly Wade Miley, one of the better left-handed pitchers in all of baseball. Also, Miley at home this season has given up a total of three runs and just two starts. I think the Brewers are a live dog here. Milwaukee plus 140 on the money line is what I would play. Man, I'm a little gun-shy here because I really liked the Brewers yesterday, which means if I bet on the Brewers again as dogs today and they lose again, I think I'm going to lose my mind. So this is one where I feel like I have to stay away just because the emotions are running a little too high for me. I don't know. It's tough to go against Kershaw. And looking at Miley, I know you bring up the left-handed stats here but like i said he's not a power lefty i think that he's definitely hittable and the mm-hmm. dodgers coming in hot scored six runs yesterday even against uh, a good pitcher in eric lauer so i'm gonna stay away from the dodgers and the brewers today and move on to the next one let's go rangers mariners we've got seattle laying a buck 90 at home total seven runs stunning dang dunning on the mound for the rangers 2-0 huh. with a 1-4-2 era Luis Castillo, 2-0, 2-3-8 ERA. And I know both of these pitchers look like they're on the same playing field, but I would think not. I would say Luis Castillo is the much better pitcher here. Excellent stuff. Meanwhile, stunning Dane Dunning. I say that lovingly because uh, he's a guy huh. that I have faded, auto-faded before because he's kind of had an up-and-down career. This year, yes, he's been good, and I will say he's backed by a good Rangers offense, but still, I do think the Mariners are the play here. You just need to be a little bit more creative because I'm not laying a buck 90 with a team that's been a little untrustworthy this year. So, Jenks, uh, do you have any ideas or do you like the other side? Well, here's I have faded Dane Dunning as well in the past, but this year he's been really good. I mean, very good. Allowed mm-hmm. only four earned runs in his last 15 and a third innings. Here's what worries me about the Mariners, and I absolutely believe the Mariners are the right side as well. But they just don't hit the ball. I mean, the worst mm-hmm. hitting teams in all of Major League Baseball. So I think maybe, like maybe there is value on the Rangers and Dunning in the first five. The first five money line is plus 155. And if Dunning can keep it close against a Mariners lineup that does not hit, then maybe you can get some plus money with the Rangers. I, I'm like you. I, I do think the Mariners are probably the right side. I just can't figure out a way to play them where I figure there's value. So I'll switch to the other side. Maybe find some plus money value on the Rangers. I don't know. This is a tough one. What What do you think about the total? Because if you think that Dane Dunning can get it done, I think Luis Castillo is usually pretty trustworthy. 
But seven's mm-hmm. a very low total. Like seven, you can have both pitchers throw quality starts and the bullpen comes in and gives up one run and that's your total and that's your over. Do you think the under is worth a play? Is it too low? Uh, I think it's too low because here's the mm-hmm. thing. I As much as I, I know I sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, based on what we've seen from Dane Dunning this far, then... Yes, the the under is probably the right side. But then I think, is he really this good? Is he? Like, at some point, doesn't he get just spanked by the Mariners or some team because he hasn't been good in the past? That's his history. Or is he in for, for some sort of career season? I don't think I buy into that yet. I, this is just a stay away for me. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, Over-under for the Mariners this year has been pretty middling as well. Over-under record 17, 18, and 1. So not really a stat that stands out. And the Rangers have been an over team, but not as much on the road. 10 and 7 to the over on the road. So no trend that really points me in the right direction there. Uh, Let's go to Baltimore. Orioles raise where we have Baltimore plus money dogs again. Even money. Tampa Bay minus 120, total nine and a half runs. Tampa Bay throwing a starter that is an opener. Jalen Beeks going, he's one and two with a 6.75 ERA. Dean Kramer going for the O's, three and one, 5.80 ERA. So it looks like a, a good value on Tampa Bay here. But do you think the Rays are worth backing even when they're throwing an opener? I think so just because their bullpen is slightly better and Kramer has been roughed up this season, especially at Mm -hmm. home. And I can't imagine the Beaks is going to go more than a couple of innings. So yeah, you're right. This is a bullpen game for Tampa. I think I would lead Tampa as well. Maybe I'm a little gun shy because I like the value on the Rays yesterday and what happened. I lost that bet. Maybe the (laughs) over is the play as well. That's where the money has come in, but it's nine and a half. That's so high. See, I feel about the Rays like you feel about the Brewers you know Mm -hmm. where it's the next day you know you got that PTSD we're like I think this is the right side but do I want to go back to the well and be 0 for 2 if you believe in it believe in it I guess I should go with the race here I have to be honest I'm not crazy about these few games there's a few bets that I like tonight but I'm not crazy about Rangers Mariners nor Rays versus Orioles I really liked it when Yanni Chirinos was going to get the start instead and I would have found a way to creatively play the Rays there but instead we get Jalen Beek so it's a no play for me all right so let's pause for a second do you think emotions Mm -hmm. should ever play a factor in the bets that you make because I think for my mental health, I think I do this. It's the same mm-hmm. reason why you don't have uh, a seven-game card each and every day, even though sometimes you feel like you have a good read. Do you think emotions should ever play into your bets? No, they should not. But the problem is they but do. they do. You know, <laughs> they do. So, no, they should never. You should be able to look at every single game as objectively as possible. Like, I bet a Texas win total. Over nine and a half, or I got it at eight and a half at one book, and then I bet it again at nine. Now, was I being completely objective? No, absolutely not. I'm a Texas fan. I'm an orange blood. Why am I betting futures on college football when it's May the 10th? And I did it before today. So, 
you're right. They should not be a factor at all. But there's no way, particularly if you are a sports better or you wage on a regular basis, you can have a player that burns you. You can have a team that burns you. You can have a team that screwed up your parlay. And then you yell at Bradley Beal and then you sue him, something like that. Whatever <laughs> it is, you know, like think you, it's hard. You just, it's impossible to take emotions out of it. It's like the old, I don't know if that's really an apt an app comparison to make it's like the old the old saying that i used to hear in texas like there's three sides to every story like my story your story and the fence and the fence post is like the most objective observer of it all like this is what really happened but you can never you never get the fence post you always have some sort of slight bias especially if you bet on a regular basis here's where i would go against that and i think logic would say emotions should never have a role in betting but you're not just betting money. Like money's not the only thing at stake here. It's your mental well-being. So if you keep betting on a team that keep letting you down, you are sacrificing your mental well-being. So it's not just money that's on the table. If you have an emotional stake in these games, uh, I think it's not just money. So sometimes I think emotions can play a role. And I think it's fine. I think it's justified. If it's driving you crazy, don't do it. Mm -hmm. It should be a stay away. All right, so uh, let's get to some of these games that you do like. Jenks, we don't have a ton of time. Are there mm -hmm. any of these that really caught your eye? I would say that I do like quite a bit. I like the under in the Cardinals-Cubs game. I will play this. It's juiced to the under with the total set at 8, minus 120. And this is a pretty simple handicap. But sometimes the simplest handicap is the best handicap. You've got Jordan Montgomery going up against Justin Steele. Montgomery has given up three earned in his last 18 and two-thirds innings pitched. Justin Steele has been even better quietly, putting his name in contention as a Cy Young Award candidate. He hasn't allowed more than two runs in any game this season. These are also two of the best bullpens in the National League. The wind should be blowing in today at Wrigley. I'm going to go under eight between the Cards and Cubs. Ooh, I like that. Uh, on a steel horse we ride. You remember that? <laughs> We like Justin Steele. Of course I do. Wanted dead or alive? Bon Jovi? Absolutely, I remember that. Well, I mean the, our reference to Justin Steele. Because we were talking oh. about emotions playing <laughs> on some of our bets in a bad way. They can also play in a good way, too. Like, if a guy yeah. has really won you a lot of money, it's hard to go against him. Uh, I think I feel the same way about Josiah Gray. He has been good for the Nats uh, as of late. Mm -hmm. I think if there's a live dog on the, the slate today... I think I'm going to go with the Nationals against the Giants. The Giants starting Sean Manaya, a 7-3-3 ERA here. And plus, the Nats, I don't know if you've been paying attention to your hometown team. This is a team that's been real pesky lately, even for yeah. a team that's supposed to be rebuilding over their last 10, 6-4. And, and as an underdog, you know, they haven't been great. But still, if you're getting that plus money, I think when you have the right starter, if it's Josiah Gray, if it's Mackenzie Gore, this is a team that I'm willing to back against a Giants team that has a god-awful bullpen. So maybe if there's a dog of the day, I think it would be your Nationals. Jenks, have you been to a Nationals game this year? I haven't, and I'm disappointed in myself that I have not been. But I live not far from Nationals Park. It is a pretty – it's not It's not too bad of a metro ride, so I'm not too far from the park. So I will be down there. And plenty of good seats available, Chelsea. Yeah, that's a Nats fan, so that will definitely change probably here in the next month or so. All right. Yeah, you should go. Get yourself a hot dog. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.